And welcome to our first show of the week. Glad you're with us. Hope you had a great weekend. And wow, what a way to start the week off. We've got the head football coach, Matt Rural, with us for the entire hour. If you want to fire a question to him, you can certainly fire off a text to us, 402-413-2400. Great to have you with us. I've been dying to get your thoughts about spring football, about the spring game, about all the things you've been doing. How are you? You okay? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How's the, How has the last two and a half weeks since the game been? I mean, I know you talked about having to do exit interviews and those type of things. What What's it been like for you? It's been good. I think um, that time with the players, the ability to sit down with each, each young man and talk about where they see themselves, you know, their strengths, their weaknesses, their feedback. Um, it's really valuable. You learn so much. In fact, I'm always, I'm always feeling a little bit like convicted. Like, man, I should do this more often. But, uh, but I think it's good for them. You know, a lot of times they have a lot of things that are on their heart that they want to share. And um, I think we definitely got better as a program during that time. Because right now, coaches, your assistants can go out. You you can't by rule, right? You have to stay. You can't go visit schools, I guess. Yeah, I, I can't go out recruiting um, by rule. Uh, so so the coaches were in the first week. Um, I think maybe Bob or Ed went out for a day, but it was really important for me that every every guy on the team had a chance to meet with their position coach, meet with the coordinator, and then meet with me as well. And so uh, this past week, last week, uh, the coaches roll out on the road. You know, I'm in uh, with our recruiting staff and, and watching guys and trying to get ahead, um, trying to build a plan for the summer and build the best plan possible for the fall in terms of schedules and all of those things and making sure the guys uh, finish academically. So. Um, our guys in the weight room, they went down, they did a week of testing. So everything from the 225 you know, bench press to the 40-yard dash. So we can sort of see where we are heading into the summer. So the player meetings happened. There was some attrition, which I knew you probably knew would happen. How about that whole process? How much do you assist in a young guy trying to make a tough decision whether to uproot and go somewhere else? Well, you know, so, so the, 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 the directive that I gave our coaches was no different than the directive I've given them since I started at Temple. And that's to talk to every player as if it was, you know, your, your nephew, your cousin, your younger brother. Um, give them that honest feedback. You know, like with our own kids, we'll tell them, you know, the truth. But sometimes, you know, uh, maybe we, we struggle to say things like that to our players. And so I want them to tell them what we saw their strengths, what we saw their weaknesses, uh, what we thought their role would be. And, um, you know, for some guys, you know, they, they, might, they might come here and, and be a great player and all of a sudden we show up and it's just a little different scheme. And, and, you know, if they want to get on the field, then it's not quite the same scheme fit. And so I think it's really important that we, we're honest with the guys. We're not telling guys they have to leave, you know, um, if, if, they want to, if they want to be here, if they're dyed in the wool, like, hey, I'm a Cornhusker and this is where I want to be, then, then great. And so we had guys who said, Coach, I want to be here no matter what. You know, whatever my role is, if, if it's to be on the scout team, I love this university. And other guys, hey, Coach, I, I want to play. Some guys, Coach, I've graduated, now I need to get on the field. And so just trying to handle every situation for what it is, and that's an individual situation I think is important, providing feedback and um, uh, helping guys make the best decision and being as involved or uninvolved as they want us to be. Some of the attrition came at the quarterback spot. I think you anticipated that. How do you feel about that room as we sit here in early May? Yeah, you know, so we, we had some guys who went into the, in, into the portal, and uh, those were great conversations. It was sort of, you know, that's different than playing linebacker. That's different than playing tight end and running back. You don't really rotate. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if a guy's in a situation where, you know, it's his time to play and he really wants to play, you know, I – I'm okay with a guy going into the portal and, and seeing if there's a better situation to get on the field. And if not, 
you know, we'd love to have somebody back. And so I know that might seem counterintuitive to a lot of people, but, you know, when you've been in the NFL like I have and, you know, guys go through free agency, you know, um, you want everyone to, to, to walk into everything eyes wide open. And so, um, you know, us, us being a new staff, we, we had this, some flexibility with some guys. And so, but the guys who didn't go in, you know, between Jeff and Heinrich and, and Chubba, just, just really happy with the way they did things. I think, um, you know, Jeff is, Jeff is a big dynamic athlete who's a great passer, a great teammate, works at the game. I think his best football is ahead of him. Um, I think we saw a glimpse in the spring game of what he can do. Uh, Heinrich, um, I'm, I'm so excited about his potential. I think he, he can be a, a difference maker for us. And, um, you know, I, I normally don't watch a lot of things. I went back and watched the TV copy of the spring game, and a lot was made about, hey, you know, Sat said his superpower was running it. I, I, I know Heinrich can throw the football and throw it well, so I'm excited about those two guys. And then Chubba's played a lot of football. And uh, to have Chubba back... Um, I think he, you know, adapting to a new offense. That's three offenses in three years. So adapting to a new offense, I felt like the last week and a half of spring ball, he really made a move. So I'm excited to see what these guys do this summer. How was Jeff's progression during spring? Did he did he get a good grasp? You feel of the offense as spring went along? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff's a really smart guy, and you know, I want to say there was a whatever. Coach Osborne was at the scrimmage, so I guess it would be our first scrimmage. That's where you really saw. Um, you really saw the jump. Um, you know, he was live. Um, he made some plays with his feet, hit a couple big deep throws. And I think that's, you know, when you look at the Big Ten, uh, you go back to last year's game against, you know, Iowa. I think the ability for us as an offense, as a team, to, to run the football, uh, be physical, uh, be relentless with it, <laughs> be a body blows team that just, you know, tries to just, just not worry about knocking you out, but at the same time having the ability to be explosive in the passing game. Um, in that game, you know, some big passing plays led to a lead. And so I think we see that with Jeff. He can operate the offense. He can extend plays with his feet, but he can push the ball down the field. And I, that, that showed up in the first scrimmage and then the second scrimmage and then the game. So I feel really good saying that's who he is. Running back room, how did you feel if that group competed in the spring? And as we sit here with three or four months to go before the fall camp opens, how do you feel about that group? It's probably probably our deepest room. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of talent in that room. Um, uh, you know, Gabe Irvin. You've heard me talk a lot about him. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do, uh, both as a leader and as a player. He's competitive. He's tough. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. Um, I think Ramir Johnson is just one of those guys you can build around. You know, catch the ball out of the backfield, pass protect, special teams can run the ball between the tackles and outside. Anthony Grant, you know, uh, dynamic runner. So it's not very often you have three guys like that, and Emmett Johnson's a guy that we're really high on, um, can do a lot of different things and, and can fill a lot of different voids for us. And then Quentin Ives is on his way in, and um, I know people haven't seen Quentin, yep. um, but uh, he's he's a big physical athlete, and um, so that, that to me is a room that usually don't have that many guys in there. Uh, I thought Trevin Lubin did a great job this spring, and so I, I would say for us, you know, we want to run the football, we certainly have the guys to do it. You didn't mention the guy that had the first carry of the spring game, Bonner, who was a guy that you, I think you're really intrigued with him and what he can do. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love what Janeerin brings. You know, he's a wide out. We moved to sort of that F tight end. Yeah. And, and uh, kind of as the spring went on, you know, he, he, he played some fullback. And, you know, you get into the spring game, and, and we're kind of using him on a couple different packages, you know. Um, you get in the spring game, you split the teams. You know, you don't always have the other fullback that's more of the – sort of the hammer. So he had to go in there and do that. And I was really excited coming out of the game watching the tape. Uh, JB showed us that he can do that as well. So uh, it's not very often you have a guy that can lead on an ISO, 
uh, carry a belly play and then run an option round on third down and win. And, and we have that in him. So uh, he, he's really a, he, he's really an intriguing player, and, and I'm excited to see him grow. You made a couple guys had him try some different positions. We just saw one walk by the studio a little bit ago on Brody, who looked like he's found a nice home on that defensive line for you. Yeah, I'm a big Brody Tagaloa fan. Um, he plays the he plays the game with a relentlessness. You know, I told I told Terrence uh, Knight and I said, hey, don't don't coach it out of him, man. Like, don't, let's not overcoach this guy. He he just has a natural feel. Uh, great D lineman. Um, they have the ability to just kind of change their body. Like they can they can turn sideways. They can raise and lower. And Brody has all that. Um, you know, he he was a guy that was injured. He he wasn't there during the winter program very much. Uh, at least not full. Wasn't there the first part of the spring, but. But excited, you know, for him. You know, and we moved a couple of tight ends. You know, you move two tight ends to the D line. He and AJ Rollins. You move a wide out to tight end. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it, as a coach, you can sit around and say, "Oh, we don't have this. We don't have that." Sometimes the best place you can look is on your own roster. There's there's guys that can help you. And I'm I'm really proud of this team. They were willing to to try new positions. AJ Rollins, coach, he jumped off at people at the spring game. Everybody was pretty excited after they saw him with their own eyes. I know you've <laughs> been excited about him. Yeah, you know, he he's. Uh, uh, he has the ability as a defensive lineman to always have his feet moving. Um, he, he's a guy to me that, um, you know, he, the sky's the limit. I think he'll leave here as a 270-pound player, 265, 270, as he continues to grow. And so, this, you know, this is like any move. There'll be some highs and some lows. But I was happy that he had some success so that, you know, he can confirm what he already, already hopefully knew was that he can do this. Again, folks, the text lines are open for you, 402-413-2400. Greg in Michigan said, Coach, I read today, South Carolina led the nation in pass attempts. Will the Big Red commit to the run? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, anybody's ever seen me coach. Uh, I think when I, when I left from Temple and went to Baylor, people were afraid I was going to You know, they thought I was a triple option coach. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I'm surprised that South Carolina led the nation in passing attempts. I did not know that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I believe in running the football. But I do know this, you know, um, it's our job to make sure we have the ability to run it and throw it, protect. Um, you're going to play – you're going to face games where you might have to run it 50 times to win. You might have to throw it more than you normally do to win. But, you know, we'll be a team that wants to, uh, you know, control the line of scrimmage, be explosive, win the situations. And um, I don't think people will, will, will have to worry about us not running it enough. You referenced tight ends. First is Fedoni still mad at you, and second, how do you feel about that group? I like the group. Um, I really like some of the young players in that group. You know, I, I mentioned JB. Uh, um, uh, really like, uh, really like the Borkatures, the Lyndon Myers, the things that those guys have done. They played a lot of good football for this, for this team. Um, Jake Apple gets a guy that we got here was on defense, moved him over, and didn't wasn't able to play in the spring game, but uh, did a lot of did a lot of uh, uh, good things all spring long. Has great body control, can run. So. I think there's good players there. You know, Fedoni's, uh, you know, he's, he's finally healthy. Um, I, as I've, you've heard me say, I love his competitiveness, his toughness. I'm excited to get him out there. And um, Eric Gilbert's a guy, you know, a big, you know, 275-pound tight end that can run. So hopefully, uh, we, you know, we can get him uh, cleared and able to play. But uh, we have the guys to do it, plus some guys coming in. So um, it, it, that, that's another position of strength for us. Don't you get excited when a guy's mad that you're holding him back? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that excite you? Yeah, you know, somewhere along the way in society, like we, we, we acted like playing football. Sometimes we play like playing football's bad. You know, guys opt out of this game, opt out of that game. Like, um, you know, if you love the game, uh, that, you that, play. then you want to play. And so I, I appreciate that about him. You know, he, he, I looked out in the spring game, and he was, he was out there rolling. So he, he just wants to be out there. That perfectly into our next text. 
from for you, Coach, what led to your decision to go ahead and play a full game and play tackle the entire game? Well, you know, I've, I've never really not tackled in the spring game. I think the one thing that we've added is just tackling the quarterbacks. You know, I hadn't really done that as much. I had done that with, like, the younger players. But an established player like Jeff, you know, maybe I hadn't tackled him as much. Um, but I saw the benefits of it when we did it early. I saw how much faster it was making the quarterbacks play. You know, I think in previous years I've, I've played uh, close to a full game, you know, uh, depending on the amount of players we had. This is the most guys I've ever had in the spring. Usually I'm in the 70s, you know. Um, because we had more players, we, we were able to do more. And um, I also felt like because of the work Ed's done on special teams, we needed to play the full special team. So I think for me, and I've said it, um, you know, when you're 4-8, and eight, you're 4-8 and eight until the next season begins, you know. And so we've got to earn the right uh, – to, to, to talk about winning. We've got to earn. So all winter we were earning the right to enjoy spring ball. All spring ball we were earning the right to enjoy, you know, the spring game. I wanted to come out of the spring game and, and you know, who are we to, to hold back something? Like, we need to get good. <laughs> we don't need to worry about other teams. We just need to get good. And so playing the spring game for me and playing the full game um, was really important for us to, to heading into this, uh, this fall. So we earned the right to go, you know, f- compete to win against Minnesota. Text from Troy says, Coach, what was it like coaching the spring game in Memorial Stadium? And then he, I don't know why he's using this word, but he says, how intimidating is our fan base? I'm not sure that's the right word for our fan base, but you're the... Well, I think we have a great fan base. So um, I, I, hopefully for other teams on, four, on third down, it'll be very intimidating. Um, you know, I, I thought it was just a great outpouring of support. And uh, you, you, you certainly recognize right away how much um, people, people care and people love it. Um, you know, sometimes people ask me, you know, Coach, how do you handle the fishbowl of being the head coach in Nebraska football? Let me tell you something. I would take passion over empathy any day. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I live for this, man. I live to be uh, at a place like this, a place like Nebraska, where people care and people deeply care. And so very grateful that everyone came. And, you know, I've said that a bunch of times. But, you know, we, we certainly understand how loyal the fan base has been for a long time and how loyal they were coming to the spring game. And so hopefully people appreciated Pretty much everything about the game, you know, obviously there was a, a little bit of a sloppiness now and then, but um, overall I was proud of the guys and the way they worked all spring. I was going to save this for the next segment, but we're, we're there, so let me just go. What, what, did that, what did that mean to you to have Frank Solich come back? To me, and knowing Coach the way I do, it, he seemed very thrilled and honored to be, to be accepted back here. I think on a personal note, uh, on a personal level, it meant a great deal to me personally, right? You know, I, I was, you know, Trev did all the work, but I was one of the guys asking Coach as well, hey, Coach, you know, please come back. And, um, you know, I certainly don't ever want anything to be about me. You know, I, I want it to be about our players and be about Nebraska. So what could be better in our first spring game together than to have it be something, you know, an iconic moment, you know, in terms of Coach Solich coming back? And hopefully that was something that meant a lot to a lot of people the, the night before a coach invited me upstairs. You know, we had a, a bunch of his former players there. You know, I'm taking a picture with Tom Osborne, Frank Solich, Barry Alvarez, and me. I'm like, my goodness, like <laughs> one of these guys doesn't belong, you know. But it was a, it was awesome to see all the former players there and how much how much they meant to Coach Solich. Because in this job, you know, you, you can get the, you can get you can get blinded by the pressure, or blinded by the wins and the losses, and all these different things. And, and what really matters is the impact you have on people. And so to see the impact Coach Solich had on fans, the night before to see the impact he had on the former players, um, it was humbling. And it puts things in perspective for me, you know, as I enter into my first year, hey, take care of these players, love these players, appreciate our fans, appreciate the community, 
and things will work out in the end. In the end, things will work out the way they're supposed to. And soon you're going to be operating out of the Frank Solich locker room. Yeah. That's a pretty cool deal. It's, it sure is. Uh, you know, I know uh, uh, Coach Solich, um, uh, you know, he, he, it's especially special, you know, him having been the head coach, having been an assistant coach, but most importantly, having been a player, sure. you know, that uh, the, our players are well taken care of and, and his name lives on in, in that room forever. Coach is with us until the top of the hour. One quick question out of our chat room that kind of ties into the tight end. Wants to know if you, when you expect to hear about Eric's waiver uh, for next season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, it's out of my hands. Okay, compliance question there for <laughs> that we'll keep an eye on. Coach is with us again. Four zero two four one three twenty four hundred. The number to fire off a text. I see some more coming in. We'll get to those questions for the coach coming up. Time to tell you to buckle up. Put the phone down. A reminder. From the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We got more coming up. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Greg Sharp back with you. The head football coach, Matt Rural, with us until the top of the hour, wrapping up spring ball. Huskers now getting ready to take some final exams here in a week or so, and then a little bit, I guess, a little bit of a break, right, before you bring them back for the summer conditioning play. Yeah, we'll, we'll start up again uh, May 30th, um, the day after, I guess that's the day after uh, Memorial, Memorial day. day. So so we'll get a little break there, and then hopefully a little break around July 4th. That's that's important, isn't it, for kids to kind of disconnect for a little while and kind of recharge the batteries? I think 100%, especially with what we're asking them to do. You know, they're, you know we're, we're not like a, uh, you know, uh, there, there, there's a lot we ask them to do, I should just say it like that. Like we have them at 6 a.m., we have them, you know, working, we have them in the afternoons for study hall, evenings for study hall, so... They worked hard, and so they deserve a chance to kind of get away, see their families, see their loved ones. You know, some guys are from right here, some guys are from further away. Um, because when we come back, we want them to be recharged and, and ready to go this June. I do want to correct Greg in, in Michigan on his text. South Carolina was nowhere near leading the country in passing attempts, so we do kind of want to clarify that out there. How's it been kind of getting the group back together? Uh, most of these guys you've coached with for quite a while. How, how's it been the last six months? Kind of getting getting the band back together, so to speak. <laughs> well, it's it's been it's been really uh, fun, and I'm very grateful um, uh, to Trev that he, he allowed me to hire the staff the way I did. I think we have 13, 12 or thirteen of, of my former players in some role in the weight room and recruiting and player development. Um, you know, you have to have you have to have uh, uh, consistency on your staff, and you have to have you know, as Trev always says, a unity of purpose. And, you know, it's one thing to buy into something. It's another thing to believe in it. The way that we do things, the commitment we have to not just on the field but off the field, all of these guys believe in. And so it's been fun. A lot of them now are getting – they're younger than me, obviously, as former players. So I'm going from being, like, the younger head coach to being the older guy, and that's, that's not always fun. But, um, but it's good. And it's, it's good to know that, you know, when I leave, um, if I have to go away and do something, if I have to step out of a meeting – that I have people there that I trust to, to work at a really high level and work hard. And most importantly, to wake up every single day saying, hey, how do I improve these players' lives? How, you know, how do, I, how do I pour into these players' lives? You know, we talk about the transfer portal. We talk about all this other stuff. At the end of the day, this is still the same. This is still the same thing. It's about helping young people have better lives. And that's what uh, Coach Solich did. Uh, that's what Coach Paterno did for me. And that's what we're trying to do for these guys. And uh, uh, the staff is so important to that you know as, as we hire staff and people are talking about the impact on recruiting the imp, impact people's lives and i promise you the recruiting and the football will all take care of itself coach white's maybe not been as part of the biggest part of your circle you've known him from the past 
How's it been to kind of have him and you you both have said you're bouncing this stuff off each other and it's been really good. What just talk a little bit about Coach White. Well, first of all, Tony's uh Tony's really smart. And so um he has a system that allows him to think on his feet and attack offenses. And what I like about him is because he's he's smart, because he's always thinking, he doesn't live in a world of this is what I've always done. Um, that's the, the number one recipe to not be successful is to say, well, this is what we've always done. He's always looking for uh, a better way to do things. He's always in the search of better. And so that's been fun for me because I can, A, go back and look at what he's done, but B, also say, hey, you know, we ran this blitz. Hey, we did this. Um, it takes a really strong person to walk into a, a staff with three assistant coaches out of the four on defense who are linked to me, who played and coached for me, and for him to just be a coordinator walking in with a whole new staff. But he's that good. And um, I think he commands the room. I think he commands the players. I think the players believe in, in him. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. And, and, and I think you know we'll, we'll build a defense that's not Tony White's defense. It's not Matt Rule's defense. But that's Nebraska's defense. And I completely trust him to lead that. Very good. Hey, First Interstate Bank, built for you. Learn more at www.firstinterstatebank.com. Member FDIC. Cole in our YouTube chat room says, Coach, I want to know what went into the, the grass practice field decision, and do you want the stadium someday to be grass? Yeah, it's, I mean, just, you know, I, in Carolina, we went from, we went from grass to turf. And um, in the course of that, you know, as the NFLPA comes in and people come in, you learn a lot, right? And so I know some people will debate this, but as a base rule, you know, injuries are higher on turf than on grass. And when I came here, there had been, I mean, there had been a rash of knee injuries going into this season, right? There had been, I think, a bunch of ACLs over the last six years, a bunch of meniscuses. So football's a violent game, but, you know, we already have turf in the indoor um, I, I wanted to put grass outside because I believe it's safer. And, um, you know, we're going to work on there every day. We're going to be on there every day. When I was at Baylor, we had two grass practice fields. At Temple, we had a turf field. You make do with what you have, but we had the opportunity to do it. And so now we'll have two turf areas, two grass areas, and a stadium. In terms of the, the long term, you know, I'd, I'd have to get on into Memorial you know, the Stadium and start to really feel uh, what it feels like and be out there before I can make some, make a statement. But I just feel like um, one of my jobs is to give the guys the healthiest, the healthiest surface and the healthiest uh, um, uh, operation possible. Josh in Omaha for you, Coach, said the Big Ten known for running the football, some really good backs you're going to face this fall at Michigan and Wisconsin. How do you feel like your team is going to be stopping the run, especially with as many young guys as you have on the line? Um. We're going to have to stop it, you know. Uh, no I'm not a big, I'm not great at predicting the future, you know. Um, I also, you know, and, and I'm, I'm always focused on in the moment, but I'm always planning for the future. And so um, I think the, the biggest way you don't grow your program is when you um, aren't developing young players. And so uh, if the young players see themselves as young, then they'll have a built-in excuse. We don't, we don't have excuses. We don't make excuses at all. Uh, so I expect our guys to go out and play like Huskers. You know, that, that's, that's, all, that's all it is. I expect them to run to the ball and get off blocks and tackle and, and play with uh, a, a relentlessness and a physicality that stops the run. Michigan, and, uh, Michigan is a great team, and they've been a great team. Not, not many people have stopped the run against them. But it's an opportunity for us, you know, to measure ourselves against the best. So uh, the whole – but the young player thing, I, you know, they won't hear me say that to them very often. Um, they, uh, if they want to put that in on, they want to, they want to wear that helmet. They want to walk out there and play in that stadium. Then there's a standard, and um, I think the thing for us is we have to establish what our standard is going to be, and then reestablish it each and every week. Some of those young guys played really well in the spring game. You didn't have Ty Robinson this spring. 
just talk about that defensive front. What did you see, and where where do you think they, they can go in the next six months? Um, well, first of all, speaking about Ty, when I got here, he you know he was he's a pretty special player, and um, you know I think he's a guy that this defense allows him to have the versatility. You know he can be a zero nose, he can be a three technique, he can be a five technique, and so. Um, as, as guys look at like, hey, how do I expand my my NFL um, uh, options when they're done, and, and you know, showing that versatility, I think is really important. So, Ty's a guy that we're expecting to be a leader and be a really good player on our defense. I thought Nash was 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 really special all spring, and as, as you said, there's a bunch of young guys that we know can play, and so uh, we need the older players, the Blaze Gunnarsons, all those guys. We need them to lead those young guys and those guys young guys to come along and. Uh, we'll play a lot of guys on defense, and we'll play a lot of guys on the defensive line and try to just keep throwing waves at people. We'll get better as the year goes on and hopefully um, hit our stride, hope, hopefully against the, on the 31st, yeah. but just keep working to, to be one of those teams that gets better and better and better and better. Linebackers, the two leading tacklers from last year didn't play in the spring game. You had to be careful with them with injury situations and Luke and Nick. How about that part of your defense, that middle core of that defense? Yeah, I'd say John John Bullock was one of the best players on our team this spring. Um, and John Bullock's, a, you know, I think he's a starting caliber player. I think he's a guy that'll have a future hopefully at the next level. And so, making that move for him from safety to linebacker, I think unlocked a whole future. And uh, you know, you saw some glimpses of MJ Sherman and Jamari Butler, and you know, Chief Borders, and you know, Garrett Snodgrass. We, we have a lot of guys out there that I know can go out there and play. And uh, Mackay's another young player that you know, so. I don't mean to signal anybody out or forget anybody, but uh, there, there's going to be a lot of competition at linebacker uh, heading into the fall, and I think the way that we practice um, will give guys an opportunity to show what they can do. You mentioned running back, maybe the deepest position on the team. Evan Cooper may go, Coach, it's my room. That <laughs> defensive back, you had a, well, one, you got a ton of guys back there. How competitive was that during spring? I thought it was good. You know, uh, you have a couple guys that are really established, you know, the Quentin Newsom. Um, you know, to me, Malcolm Hartsog is why you get into coaching. You know, the guy, he went st- – Student, you know, he was student athlete of the year at the at the lead at night at the lead award. Um, he's an excellent student. He's great in the weight room. Takes care of himself uh, on and off the field. Played really well last year. So, I think we have some some really good pieces like that. You know, I think there'll be a lot of competition. Um, but you know, competition is good. <laughs> competition breeds confidence. It breeds success. And so. Um, the summer will be important for those guys. Then we'll get in the season, and it'll take. It's going to take more than just a couple guys to, uh, you know. We like every team. We'll have some guys get banged up. We'll have some injuries. Um, I'm not working in one year cycles. You know, I'm always. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do this thing the right way for the long term. And so, uh, those young players and those older players, just get them on the field. Let them develop, and I think we can have a really good defense for a, a long time. Coach Cooper thinks he's got a couple of NFL guys. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin's an NFL player. We, we got we have NFL players in there. I think it's uh, we we just have to get them to play to their potential here in college, and that's uh, and that's the biggest thing is letting them know, hey, this is, we, we see the potential. You know, we have a vision for what you can be, but this is the expectation and the standard for how we expect you to play now. And the best way to play in the NFL is to play really good in college. Yeah. And um, um, you know, I, sometimes guys don't believe that. They think, well, I'm gonna go run fast at the combine. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I've sat in those rooms. You know, like. They look at your film. They don't look at how many catches you had. They look at your film. And so getting our guys to, to play at the highest level uh, so that they generate a lot of interest. And then we play we play uh, Nebraska defense. Very good. 402-413-2400, the number if you want to fire off a text for the coach. Our hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations 
or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands, a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. More with a coach coming up. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. The head coach with us till the top of the hour. Hour two will be Will Bolt's radio show. You know, baseball, they've been so into analytics for years. I know football's kind of going that direction a little bit. How much do you use that type of thing? And have you added that in the last seven, eight, nine years of your coaching yeah, I think going back to Temple, you know, we utilize some outside uh, companies to help us uh, with, with with in-game analytics. Um, so that, that's everything from when to go for two and when not to, to you know when to when to go for it, um, when to kick an onside kick, and you know I think there's a lot that goes into that, right? There's there's sort of like the hey the purely mathematical analytic model of hey this is the best thing to do versus the feeling of the game. So. We've tried to, you know, build that over the years um, to to comp- let those things complement each other, get that information, but also still go with what we think, you know, our guys will do best. And then we try to build analytics into like recruiting. Um, you know, uh, this, this this is the type of person we're looking for. These are the numbers we're looking for. These are the traits that we're looking for, and to build profiles. So that's something that you do a lot in the NFL. I think there's a room for it in colleges. We're trying to look at you know younger younger players and see how we think they'll develop. Um, so yeah, I'm really always into in, in, in analytics, and I think it's a tremendous tool. How how do you balance that, giving them a, enough information but not overloading them? Is that a tough balance the player, to make? with the players? Players? Yeah, a lot of it we don't really. I mean, we don't really have to share a lot with them. It's really more talking to them. I, I do think that you know sometimes you'll explain to them like, I give you an example. There's always a big debate. You know, if you're if you're down by 14 points, and it's in the fourth quarter and you score a touchdown, you know, should you go for two or not? And for 100 years, it was don't go for two, you know, you know, kick the extra point, make it a seven-point game, score again, kick the extra point, and go into overtime. Um, whereas a lot of people in analytics will say, hey, if you score, go for two the first time. Um, if you get it, now when you score, you kick the extra point, you're winning by one. If you don't get it, now when you score the second time, you go for two. That makes a ton of sense. But on the football field, if you don't get that first one, you can sometimes feel your whole team like the letdown. And the, so it's, it's teaching the guys that, hey, if we do do this, here's why. If we don't get the first one, don't panic. Don't start, you know, looking up why, you know, just, just score again. So I, I think there's an uh, educational process in terms of situational football that we try to do a nice job of. Um, but, but there's never a clear answer for anything because at, at the end of the day, you still have to go make the plays. Cole in our chat room wants to know from you, Coach, uh, you know, do you want to be known as have an identity for your football team? And if so, what would that be? Yeah, we want to be a tough, hardworking, competitive team. Um, you know, oh, nothing more, nothing less. I mean, you know, um, it's a tough game. Sometimes the ball bounces the right way or the wrong way. But, you know, being tough, you know, getting, getting the job done no matter what the circumstances are, uh, being hardworking, always doing extra, and being competitive, you know, fighting to be the best at everything that you do. I, I think those things, they don't require talent, uh, but they do require commitment. And so if we're those, if we're those three things, then um, the football, the X's and O's, the, the technique, I think it'll, it'll take care of itself. Text in for you, Coach. What's your thoughts about the offensive line coming out of spring ball? Yeah, I like the offensive line. I think, um, I think they suit us really well. They're going to be good for what we do. I think we have to continue to develop depth. Um, I think we have to continue to develop the young players. But uh, I like the group. I like the walk-on players that we have on that, in that group as well. And um, I think they'll, they'll play well for us. You know, uh, Sat, it's one of the reasons why I made Sat coach the offensive line at Carolina. He'd be assistant line coach. 
Um, you can call plays all day. Calling plays in college football is not like call, playing Madden. You know, like like you, you have to take the uh, the matchups into account. And so, you know, we have to do a good job of of balancing our run pass, balancing you know helping guys versus great players. But I think I think Donovan Rayola does a tremendous job. Uh, Aaron Cooling does a great job as his assistant, and uh, the players. It, I'll just tell Cornhusker fans this because I talk a lot about the O-line. There is no other position on our, on our team more bought in to being a Nebraska Cornhusker than those O-linemen. Uh, they, they work at a level I've never seen a group work at. So I hope everyone's rooting for them because they deeply, deeply care and they deeply want to make everyone proud. They deeply want to honor the, the legacy of the pipeline. Um, they cannot be working harder at it. So if there's a reason why I won't take shots at them, it's because I honor people's work. I see how hard they work. I see how much they care. Their passion motivates me, and everyone should be rooting for our offensive line to play really well this year. They're always together. Those guys, you never see one without like five or six of them. I've never seen a group. I've never seen a position group that has a higher standard for each other and holds each other more accountable and spends more time together and works harder at the game than our offensive linemen. And that's why I just I hope I hope everyone, you know, through hard times and good times, right, I hope everyone is rooting for them um, because they are desperately trying uh, to, to play at a level that allows us to go win at a high level. Very good. 402-413-2400. Still time if you want to slip a text in. We need to get our final break of the hour and back with some final thoughts from the coach next. Final few minutes with the head coach. Still time if you want to fire off a text for us, 402-413-2400. That is our Sports Highly Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. 18 brands, huge selection of pre-owned that you can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. When do you, and maybe you already have, start scouting the teams you're going to be playing in the fall? Yeah, we've we started. Um, we, you know, we, we really started right when we got here. I think it's really important to figure out, hey, what's the key to winning in the, in the Big Ten? Um, you know, so you have some teams like Colorado that has a new staff, and so you're pulling things from a bunch of different places, and you know probably won't have a true picture until the fall. But uh, t- teams like Minnesota uh, that have been there for a while, um, you know, I, I try to watch a little bit of those teams every day, just so they're constantly, you know, you know, in, in your brain. And uh, as you make decisions right now, you're doing those with the context of hey, what's going to work or what's going to be appropriate in the fall. So uh, that's the fun part of the job. It's the football, and you know, we like to do it. College football is about ready to expand the playoff. Are you a fan of that? Your thoughts about that? And then this conference is about to expand from coast to coast with the two L.A. schools coming in. Your thoughts about those things? Yeah, you know, I, I love competition. I love football. I'm a guy that, you know, in, in, at Penn State in, you know, 19, uh, you know, 94, you know, um, we, we didn't have a chance to play against right. University of Nebraska. Like that, you know, what a great game that would have been, these two undefeated teams. And so the BCS, while people complained about it, I was always like, well, it's better than what I experienced. And you now the college football playoffs is better than the BCS. So I'd love to settle it on the field. And, um, you know, I think as we move forward, the Big Ten will probably get three teams in every year, maybe you know, four. Uh, I think if you could be a team that, you know, is getting better and peaks at the end of the year, if you – if you're a team that can play in the elements, you know, I think if you win your conference, if you win the Big Ten, you'll probably get a bye. But mm-hmm. if you come in second, you'll probably get a home game. And I'd love to see people come out here and play, you know, in, in the wintertime uh, in, in Memorial Stadium. So um, that's uh, – I'm a big fan of all that. I think I'd rather just settle it on the field than let computers decide. We were talking about this during one of the breaks. Right now you've got a signing day kind of right in the middle of what would be the first round of the playoffs starting in 2024. Where do you want that to go? Do you want that? That has to move, right? That's kind of a disadvantage for those teams that are getting lined up and ready to play. You know, I, I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up. You know, I, uh, um, 
I think I think if you're winning that much, you probably feel pretty good about a lot of things. But to your point, uh, even right now when you're in a bowl game, if you're playing in the January bowl game, you're still dealing with a December signing date. So I know there's a lot of people trying to figure it out. And I'm one of those those guys, I recognize that there's a lot of moving parts, right? You you make one change that positively affects one thing, but it has a negative uh, you know, ramification somewhere else. So um, you know, I, I just try to make sure I, I, I stay very locked in on you know what can I control and 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 whatever the rules are. Hey, tell me what the rules are and let's let's go try to win with them. So, but uh, I think I think a lot of things probably have to be looked at. You're knee deep into the recruiting cycle right now. Talk about the the group that you have that's dedicated to that, above beyond your full time assistant coaches. But you've got a really group, hard working group of guys and gals who work on that every day. Yeah, you know we we we're blessed you know to have uh, a, a, a excellent recruiting department and. Um, you know, they vet uh, not only just the tape and the talent, but also the traits. Um, they, they, they vet the academics. They vet the character. And, and uh, they build relationships with people. And to me, it's about getting the right kids. Um, lots of guys are really good recruits, but they not, might not be really good players. Lots of guys are, are great recruits and great players. And so it's, for us, it's about finding the right fit and people that fit what we do and how we do it. They need, they need, to, be, they need to be corn huskers. And so... Um, we have, a, as you said, a great group, you know, and uh, they work at it a lot. It takes a lot of time, but uh, I'm grateful to them and, and think uh, each year you'll just see our recruiting just evolve as, as the recruiting trends and rules change, but always stay at a high level. Some really good people, Coach. They really are. Uh, one, buddy, so we got a text in making sure you're okay sharing your stadium with the volleyball team in August. You okay letting them have it for a night? Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm really upset about the whole thing. Honestly, I know I am. I'm really upset about the whole thing because I don't get to be there. I know. We're gonna be, we will be all- I mean, th- 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 those young ladies are amongst my favorite athletes. One of the great things about this job is I get to walk around and I get to I get to see people. I mean, see the athletes on our teams and, and these, all these kids for all these programs. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful young people. And those girls are no exception. So I'd love to be there. I'd love to see that. I'd love to experience that. Um, I went to the rodeo the other night with Coach Cook. We're out of time. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Coach Rule. See you guys. <laughs>